Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he came to the gardener and said, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. In this story, we hear of a man who had a fig tree in his vineyard. Well, we only hear of the one fig tree. The story doesn't tell us that there was five or 50 or 5,000 or more fig trees. It doesn't tell us that there was any other kind of tree in the garden or if he had other things in this vineyard. The story and Jesus only tell us about this one fig tree. And it reminded me of the story of the Good Shepherd. Where the Good Shepherd had all these sheep. All these sheep who knew his voice and followed him, heard his commands and knew who it was, and they went with him. But when that one sheep lost his way, when that one sheep got lost from the rest, wandered off, got distant from the shepherd, the shepherd left the flock and went looking for him and brought the sheep back. That's what I remember, and that's what comes to mind as I read this parable. We have a man who could have a thousand fig trees, but he's worried about this one tree. And what does he say after three years? Cut it down. Now, this is clearly human, because that is a very human response to something. Eh, Just get rid of it. Cut it down. It's, It's not doing anything. But when we hear, remember the story of the Good Shepherd, it was an image of Christ. The gardener comes in and says, no, 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 no. Wait a second. I want to give this another chance. Let me try. Let me work. And so he said, you let him do it. He let the gardener till up the soil, cultivate the land, put manure on it, and give it time to see what happens. You know, I find myself here in this story in some ways. I find myself as the, the man with a fig tree. And, and, and in, in this way, let me describe it for you. I, too, have parts of me that I wish I could just cut down. My anxiety, my stress, my PTSD, my worries, my anxious thoughts. There are so many days when I come to myself and I say, man, I wish I could just cut this down. It's not doing anything. It's not producing good fruit in my life. For many years, more than three years, I just want to cut it down. Cutting it down is a human response. 
But in those moments when I, when I want to cut down the things in my life, the Spirit comes to me and says, you going to let me try now? You going to let me give it a shot? Are you going to let me cultivate the soil around this and let me help it to produce fruit for you? You see just as as the garden or as the gardener says to the man, "Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no." Are you going to let me try now? Can I try to fix this? Can I try to make it grow and produce fruit? And the same way the Spirit of Christ comes to us and gives us these opportunities to let Him work in our lives. God is not a forceful God. He's not going to make you obey. He's not going to make you change. He's not going to make you take his gift of grace and forgiveness and compassion and love and make you accept it in your life and make you grow to produce fruit. That's not how God works. God wants you to come to him. He wants you to seek him and listen to him and allow him, invite him into your life to cultivate your soil so that you can produce fruit. So just like the gardener says to the man the question, so too the Spirit says to me in my times of wanting to cut down those parts of my life, you going to let me try yet? Can I give it a shot? And we have the choice. We have the choice to accept or deny. And I think it's ironic that we don't find out what the, gar- what the man says to the gardener. We don't find out if he says, yes, okay, I'll give you another year. And we don't find out if the tree ever produced fruit. It ends with the gardener asking the man the question. And that's it. And it's the same for us. The Spirit comes in and asks us, can I cultivate you? And it's up to us to choose yes or no. Now, there's something I want to point out here that I found very interesting when and kind of ties into the beginning of the gospel. So I'm going to go to the, to, the, to the beginning of the gospel. Where it talks about these people coming to Jesus and asking him, Hey, those Galileans whose blood Pilate mingled with their sacrifices, and, and those Galileans who had the Tower of Siloam fall on them, what about them? And Jesus says, Do you think that they were worse than all the other offenders and sinners in Jerusalem? And he tells them no. But he says, unless you repent, you will perish just as they did. Now I stop because, well, yeah, we're all going to die at some point in our lives. We will all perish. So so what is Jesus trying to say here? In this first half of of the gospel lesson, I think what Jesus is getting at is this. We are all sinners. And we all sin. 
No sin is worse than another sin. And judging others based on their sin is sin. So we all sin. We all are all wrapped up in sin at all times. And we all will die. So those are, here are those two things that we have in common. We are all sinners and we will all die. And then Jesus says, but unless you repent, you will perish just as they did. Those Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Those Galileans who had the Tower of Siloam fall on them did not repent of their sins. And so they perished without eternal life. We, alive, still have that opportunity to repent and not perish in the same way that they did. Jesus is telling them, you still have time. Not much, but you do still have time. And so even though these two halves of the gospel lesson can seem like they contradict, like they push back against each other, when we go down to the parable, when the gardener says to the man, he says, Sir, let it alone for one more year. Let it alone in the Greek is one word. One word. And that word does not mean to just leave it alone. But it also means to forgive, pardon, and cancel sins or debt. The gardener said, let me forgive its sins and its debts and its transgressions and all the times it turned from God and all the times it left us behind and sought its own ways and its own desires. And let me dig all of that up. Let me, let me cultivate it out and put new soil in it. And let it see if it bears fruit. You see, the man went to God, went to the Holy Spirit, the gardener, and repented of his lack of fruit. The man went to the gardener and said, Gardener, this tree is not producing fruit. This characteristic of mine, this hobby of mine, this this habit of mine, this whatever, this thing in my life that is part of me is not producing fruit. It is barren. It's not going anywhere. It's wasting the soil. He repented. And the Spirit came to him and said, Okay, so can I fix it? Can you let me and can you let me rid yourself of you? Dig up the soil of yourself, of your insides, of of your fleshly desires. And fill it back up with me. Can I rid you of you so that you may be filled with me and produce fruit? That is what this whole gospel lesson is about. And as we are in the season of Lent, this time of giving up, 
of taking off things that are not healthy in our lives, of getting rid of something for 40 days, whatever that may be. This is the perfect time to not just do it out of habit and ritual and just to say that you're a good Christian and you are following the seasons of Lent and to participate in something, but a time to really reflect, really come to the gardener and say, gardener, these bad habits that I'm, I'm giving them up, I am digging them up. I'm not even going to make you do it. I'm going to dig up these things. And I'm going to let you fill up that hole, up those spaces where they were, and cultivate me to grow new fruit, to grow fruit at all, to not be barren any longer. That is Lent. But Lent is not just a season. We should always be that way. We should always want to give up of those things that are not producing fruit in our lives. Those things that are not helping us to grow and become better and, and healthier and wholer in the Lord. Those things that are holding us back. Those things that are keeping us from reaching our full potential. We should always want to get rid of them. We should always repent of them. And that doesn't mean that they're sin. Some people give up soda for Lent. And that doesn't mean that drinking soda is a sin. But it's not helping you to produce fruit. Some people give up something more. Whether it's drinking alcohol or cursing or other bad habits or characteristics or environments. I had a friend, a friend back home who currently is giving up not only drinking, but going out to bars, period, for Lent. And when I had this conversation with her, she said, you know, I could have just given up going to bars and I could have still just had a glass of wine at home. But it's those environments, it's those people and what it does for my life. It's not bearing fruit. But this is what we should always want. We should always be asking the Spirit, come dig up my soil. Come rid myself of me so that I may be filled with you and producing fruit. So this season this day, this life that you have been given. Come, listen, see and seek the Lord and all that he has for you. And be rid of yourself and filled with the Spirit so that you too will not perish, but have eternal life with God And producing fruit while you're still here. Thanks be to God.